bits of the week and we've got them for you best bits of the week with morgan number two Hey guys, thanks for taking the time to listen. It's Morgan number two, and you're listening to the best bits of the week show. I'll be counting down the best seven bits from the week based on your engagement online, from social media to calls, all the things from seven to one. Now, I saw online y'all were commenting that you were worried about recapping the show because you've already listened to everything. But this podcast right here is a little different because I bring in other show members and we talk about stuff that happens behind the scenes. So I hope you stick around to listen. You get to see what happened all week on our show. Plus, here's some more from our show members. Last week on the show, we did a battle of the country bands, and it was Old Dominion versus Little Big Town. And y'all already know how that went. But this week, we brought Tim McGraw versus Kenny Chesney against each other. And pretty much everybody chose Tim McGraw besides Scuba Steve, who chose Kenny Chesney, and he had all of his reasons. They look alike. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's Wait, a shaved my beard, yeah, totally. There. If, if Scuba shaved his beard, he would be Kenny Chesney. No, he wouldn't at <laughs> all. One hundred percent, he would look like Kenny Chesney. Okay. There's some Kenny Chesney vibes. I could see it, but yeah. surprisingly, we are not actually going to talk about Battle of the Bands, oh. which just is a really cool segment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lunch is like I'm out of here. Then got him. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to propose some other either or questions, and we're all going to answer them. I've got Eddie, Lunchbox, Scuba Steve, Raymundo, yeah! all hanging out in here with me. Okay, and we're just going to answer some fun questions, right? Okay, cool? let's do Let's it. go. Keep your answers short a little uh, bit, okay? box. did you hear okay. that? Well, you see. Um... <laughs> it's not really life or death. It's just like one or the other. Life. Life. I pick life. Okay. <laughs> I pick life. Okay. But I haven't started yet. Oh. Okay. Now we start. Instagram or TikTok? Ooh. Eddie, you go first. Instagram, just because I know it better. I don't know anything about TikTok yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lunchbox? Instagram. You do good on TikTok, though. You don't like TikTok? Yeah, your little cute dances are good. I like TikTok. I like Instagram better. Why are you talking like? Oh my god! Do you even have a TikTok or do you? No, I do have a TikTok. I haven't seen his little dances that he does. I got a TikTok radio lunchbox on TikTok. You better follow me, fools. We created one for him. Cool, smart. All right, Scuba, you. I'm an Instagram person. I don't trust TikTok. I think it has some sort of weird conspiracy with it. Downloading information, just like Zoom. I don't trust Zoom. I'm not into TikTok. No, thank you. Okay, right, right. Instagram, it stores my pictures from my vacations that I can look back on. I'm yeah. not a dancer, so not a fan of TikTok. Oh my! <laughs> okay, Bleep well, it, I guess I'm the only one that's saying TikTok because I can sit there and scroll on videos for hours, y'all. It's the new YouTube. That's like what you I can hear. watch hey, videos guess what? forever. I never spent hours on YouTube watching videos. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. Did you use it when it used to be called Musically? No. Okay, because it used to be called Musically, and then it got the name changed to TikTok, and then it got I popular. Like TikTok better. Yeah, it was TikTok the same concept. Is more catchy. Yeah, it sounds better. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why they changed the name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Next one. Listening to music or listening to a podcast. Ooh. Eddie. Me first. Listening yeah. to music, hands down. Okay. On your record player. Record player. That I, have I got blue, you. Th- yeah. Yes, that you got me that I love. <laughs> and a YouTube speaker that I made out of, uh, I don't know, I ordered some pieces and I made a <laughs> legit Bluetooth speaker. All right, Lunchbox? Uh, I'm watching TV. <laughs> no, neither? Hey, music. I, pot- no, you listen to music. I do. Yeah, you said you listen to uh, Chris Stapleton sometimes at the house. I do listen to Stapleton sometimes. Oh, I didn't know. Um, uh, <laughs> 
it's as smooth <laughs> as Tennessee whiskey. Lunchbox, you don't listen to anything when you run, do you? No, yeah. nothing. I have nothing in my head, like in my ears. Well, we know I, you have nothing in the head. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't even get it. There's, there's an apply right. there. Uh, it We're does. in the boys club now. I need y'all to bring it back no. to our either or. So I guess I would say podcast. <laughs> But I don't really listen to podcasts unless you I'm on a road trip. To the Bobbycast or the Bobby Bone Show podcast no, or Four never, Things or never. Sore, Sore Losers, Sore losers you podcast. Listen, do you listen to our podcast? Sore back? Losers podcast. Sore Losers podcast. Okay. I listen to that one. Okay. Well, so really neither. Um, <laughs> I went with podcasts. I said I whenever yeah. I'm when I'm in the car on a road trip. Keep all it short. No, you're doing See? good. You're doing good. Scuba. I do good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a music guy. I like music only. Music only. Yeah, no podcast. You don't listen to okay. Losers? I don't do podcasts. Thanks, dude. Yeah. You listen to the Vibe Show podcast? No, I mean, we make sure it's up, but I don't do anything other than that. <laughs> I make sure that everything is where it needs to be, but I don't I don't, I don't. You do don't that. listen to Four Things with Amy Brown? <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> hey, you know what? Thankfully, we got a job that a lot of listeners yeah. listen to podcasts, so that I'm works not, out for I'm us. I'm not hating on it. I'm yeah. totally fine with it. I mean, yeah. everyone has their own thing, but I just personally yeah. don't like podcasts. Okay. Especially working in radio. I just want to hear music. I'm with you. I'm with you. Ray? Uh, as weird as it's going to sound and a shameless plug, I don't. The thing I enjoy most on a Friday is uh, listening to the Sore Losers podcast. It's the only one I listen back to, and I do it at the gym, and it's epic. I, I would choose that over music because I have no stresses. Friday, it's the weekend already, and and it's it sounds shameless, but that's what I do. Wait, do you like listen to yourself and laugh at yourself? No, I just see like it's okay if you do because it, it's funny. We crack ourselves up it, when I listen back. I think it's funny to laugh, to laugh at myself because I say something funny. Well, <laughs> I, honestly, if, if if a segment's funny, I really do. Even though I'm in it, I'll still laugh at it. It like you can't stop funny. Okay, so yes, <laughs> and you just proved yes. that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm with most of y'all. Music. I mean, we're in podcast work, so like me listening to a podcast feels like I'm working. Yeah. So music is more of a distraction. Oh, so we I'm, play music I'm with y'all. So. Yeah, but we don't really get to listen to it, like sitting in here. You know what I mean? We're working about the next break, thinking about right. what we're doing next. Yeah, yeah like planning. We're not sitting there getting to jam to the song. So yeah. it's really oh, you guys more are? About- <laughs> oh. hey, we're over here working. No, we're working, man. <laughs> I, know, I know you just chill, but no, we're hey, he's over okay. there. Oh, this is a good song. Here we can turn it up. <laughs> no wonder I didn't win Employee of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, club scene or local bar? Eddie, go. I'm going to go to local bar. Club scene. I'm just maybe it's just because I'm older, but like I love going into a local bar. I mean, it's been a while, but going into a local bar and just relaxing and having a beer and being able to talk to the person that you're sitting with at a club. You can't say anything. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know this drink is good. Yeah, okay. Like that's terrible. This, I think this is where I'm obligated to say, Eddie, you're such a dad. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Like even when we'd go on the road, sometimes they'd be like, Hey, you want to go out? Yeah, let's go. And then they go to a club. And we're like. This is terrible. I can't even talk to you guys. Let's go to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lunch. Listen, I'm 39 years old. I used to love the club. I used to club hard. Vegas, I loved the club. It's too loud now. Give me the local bar. I want right. to sit down. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm not dancing with random chicks and putting my tongue in their mouth anymore. So just give me the local <laughs> bar where I can chill and catch up. I don't know why, but that is not what I felt coming out of your mouth. That's what he did. He no, says that's what he I did. did. I'm telling you, when I, I when I hit the club, I went. It was good. And those girls, I got out on the dance floor and I showed them what was up. All right. Well, let me say again, <laughs> lunchbox. You are now a dad. 
Yeah. Scuba Steve. That's a I think fact. the theme is going to continue rolling as, as a father <laughs> I as well. I have a feeling. I, I mean, I also love the club scene growing up in my early 20s, but then as an adult, I feel like I just want to be able to sit down, have a nice drink, and be able to have a conversation with somebody. To Eddie's point, you can't hear a damn thing in a club. Yeah. And the drinks cost so much money, and, and they put the freaking bottles on flares and charge you $1,000 more than what it would cost at a liquor store. Oh, it and makes plus, absolutely no sense. In the club, you waste half your drink because it gets oh, spilled. Somebody bumps, bumps into, into you. you. Yeah. yeah, and you wear all these nice clothes, and all they do is get drinks all over them. <laughs> like, you don't even get to, you come home, and you're like, damn, I should have worn a poncho. Exactly. Okay, yeah. well, I'm really sorry to all the listeners out there that I brought on a bunch of dads to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, well, Ray may have a Ray, different no, Ray, 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 come I, on. I'm sorry. I'm also doing local. Come on. <laughs> it's just so comforting, honestly, and they usually will they'll change the channel for you to whatever sports program you <laughs> Good want. Point, yeah. Uh, they know your name, just like cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Uh, that's okay, where, Norm. Honestly. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I guess I'm the only one that's saying club scene. And yeah, it is probably because I'm still young. Yeah. What know. club do you go to? Well, I mean, Jason Aldean. That's a ball. No, 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 no. no they it's have. A, it's a club. It's a club. Oh, you, you, go up to, a club? Yeah. you go up to that top floor. There's a DJ. There are VIP areas. And I don't ever leave the dance floor. I think that's part of it. I love to dance. I'm all about dancing. So you can't really get that at a local bar. Yeah, that's why you like TikTok. Yeah, I love TikTok. Yeah. You know, I just like dancing. <laughs> TikTok has been my club scene in the pandemic. Yeah. So there we go. Okay, two more. We're going to reverse it. Ray, pizza or tacos? Taco guy. My name is Ray Mundo. I love quesadillas. Love going to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Tacos all the way. Yeah. But also, you got to have some taco sauce. A little bit of spice, but way over anything else. Hey, quesadilla is not a taco, by the way. <laughs> just so you know. But it just yeah. has the same shell. Okay. But it- <laughs> now we are arguing about tortillas. All right, Scuba Steve. I'm pizza all day, every day. Deep dish, thin crust, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, hole in the wall, Ooh. anywhere and everywhere, every city, every state, every country, pizza. Oh, before we keep going, and I'm going to have you share, Scuba. Okay. Ray, what's your favorite place to get tacos? Could be anywhere, local, chain, whatever. Uh, Taco Cabana in Austin, oh, Texas. Oh, legit. Okay, sweet. Scuba Steve, what's your favorite place to get pizza? For me, I think I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's called Giordano Brothers in San Francisco. Cash only, Columbus <laughs> District. It's definitely mafia run, but it has got some damn good pizza. Cash only. Okay. Try yeah, Gino's East in shady. Chicago. Gino's East in Chicago, then come talk to me. Okay. I've, I've had those. The Chicago ones are not nearly as good as this one in San Francisco. Oh. I can compare it. Eddie, how was Gino's East? Gino's was legit. Even the stories that Lunchbox had of, I remember coming here with my grandpa. We saw a fight go down right there in that booth. Along with the stories, Gino's East is pretty good. (laughs) Okay. Well, Lunchbox, is yours going to be pizza then? Well, if you consider a fajita taco or breakfast taco, taco. taco, give me the taco taco all freaking day. Listen, I like, I used to hate pizza. I've come around to kind of starting to like pizza again, but I'll take tacos all day long. <laughs> what, what happened? What happened in the middle Thank there? Thank you for the hater. evolution, Coach. The reason, the uh, reason pizza I Pizza insulted me one time, and I couldn't <laughs> forgive it. <laughs> the reason I didn't like pizza for years, and it was because my dad, when we were kids, would order pizza twice a week. So after a while, I just got tired of pizza. And so I didn't eat pizza for like 10 years. Okay. I could see why you don't like it. Thank That's you. That's fair. Well, sorry to interrupt. But I found the right name. It's Golden Boy Pizza. There so we go. That was close you're, to you're Giordani's, the chocolate place. <laughs> really yeah, close Gir- to But yeah, Golden Boy Pizza. Okay. I haven't been there in almost seven years, but yes, okay. that's the one. There we go. Lunchbox, what's your favorite taco place? Place to get this fajita taco. 
I mean, a taco truck on in Austin. I mean, there's just too Ooh, many. I risky. Have, you got to pick one, dude. Right. I, I don't you can't have just a, go to a random one. I, I don't have a name of one. They're just all so good. Okay. Well, taco trucks in Austin. All yeah. right, Eddie. You know mine. Easy uh, yeah. pizza. Like, I just grew up every Friday we'd have pizza, and it never made me mad like Lunchbox. <laughs> like, pizza, pizza, pizza. It's just what I love. Okay, Little Caesars. My whole pizza, life. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I see what you did there. Uh, it, is Pizza Hut still and, your favorite? And it's Pizza Hut. And so every Friday night, we have pizza night here at our house. And so we've alternated every week because our kids like different pizzas. When it's my week, we do Pizza Hut. When it's one kid's week, he picks Papa John's. And then one of them likes Domino's. I'm like, get out of here. This might be the week I don't eat pizza. (laughs) But mine's Pizza Hut for sure. Pizza Hut. Okay. Well, I'm on the taco team, (laughs) surprisingly. From? Yeah. No, I mean, I I am. I'm a huge fan of Taco Bell. But that's like, that's still good. It's just more of my drunk hangover food. (laughs) Yeah. And it's cheap. Yeah. But, no, I love Rose Pepper in Nashville. They have bomb tacos, queso, all the things. But, yeah, definitely tacos. All right, last one, and we can go. Since we talked about wine today, later in this Mm. little podcast, beer or wine? Beer. 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 I mean, it's not even a question. Beer. 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 Is everybody going to say beer? My stomach can't handle beer. Neither? Neither. I'd rather pick whiskey or bourbon. Oh, Hey, there we go. You have that, to pick that one. Wasn't the game. That done. wasn't the game. I know, but I'd rather pick neither. I'd rather I'd rather just die. You have to pick one of the two. <laughs> just die. <laughs> if I had to pick one of the two, then I guess I would have to go. I have to go wine, red wine. Yeah, there you go. Now you're okay. playing the game. Okay, you're yeah. playing the game. <laughs> Sorry, I played the lunchbox play for a moment. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was like, come on, just one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Skip us use wine and beer. lunch. Wine Ray. is disgusting. Beer, 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 beer. Ray, all beer. All trimmy. All beer. You? Beer. Wine. What? Two yeah. wines. Yeah. I like beer, and I, I I only like beer, though, when I'm playing beer drinking games. Mm. Otherwise, I'm not going to sit there and drink a beer. I also don't want to have a beer belly. That doesn't That's sound true. appealing to me. Yeah. The, other, <laughs> so. the, other, the other day, I craved a... It doesn't? That's weird. <laughs> no. I know this sounds like a Luke Combs song, but I was craving a long neck, ice cold Miller Lite. <laughs> like, and, and, oh, because yes, I have wait, hold on, please play that song. Oh, I thought you were thinking about long neck bottle. Long, oh, long neck, neck bottle. bottle. No, but I, it's just that's what I would get when I would go out. <laughs> like I'd go out and then be the girl at the beer tub, you know, where she'd be like, you want Miller Lights? And then they'd give you two Miller Lights. Three for ones. Yeah, and so that's when I drank uh, long neck Miller Lights. And I, I never buy them at the store. And so, so did like, you buy them? I know. I haven't now because I can't, I can't drink right now. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah. find out why later. <laughs> yeah. Is but there a difference I, between long neck and just a glass bottle? No, beer? but it was just the idea of, okay. like, it was ice cold. And I don't know. For some reason, that tastes completely different than a canned Miller Lite. You were, like, yeah. drooling over I some I was just Miller craving Lite. it. It was weird. <laughs> I love that. Well, we'll wrap it up. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit. And you guys can hear now who we choose when it comes down to Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney in the Battle of the Bands. I vote Tim. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number seven. So Twitter had this whole debate. You know, who is the better band, Fleetwood Mac or Chicago? We all voted Fleetwood Mac. But then we thought, let's do our own, like, awkward (laughs) battle of the bands, uh, people that we just love. And so we put up Old Dominion and Little Big Town. And Little Big Town won. It's tough. I was torn. Because I think I like more Old Dominion songs as an A+. But I like Little Big Town as a whole group better individually. But I did pick Little Big Town. They won. Today, in the red corner, <laughs> from Knoxville, Tennessee, coming in at five foot six, 154 pounds. He has sold over 30 million albums worldwide. He has 
31 number ones, including She's Got It All. She got it all my heart. Don't Blink. Don't Blink. American Kids. We were Jesus, Sammy, Blue Jean, baby. It is Kenny Chesney. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. In the blue corner. Oh, man. From Star, Louisiana, coming in at 5'10", 170 pounds. He sold over 42 million albums. His big hits include Don't Take the Girl. Jimmy Take Tommy Thompson. Humble and Kind. Always stay humble and kind. And the jam, I like it. I love it. It is Tim McGraw. It's tough. And you know, they have kind of come up together. They're very parallel. Around the same time, they toured together. Both have headlined for the other one. Both are very tan. Both they, extremely tan and in shape. <laughs> they both get arrested together and... They both the horse thing. They, they, p- punched a horse. horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something about they've ju- They've come up together, right? Massive. They're the only two artists that I can think of that have always stayed in that, that top level. They both came out in the 90s, and they're not 90s artists. They're still contemporary artists. They never rode away and came back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw. Who wins in the battle of the bands? Lunchbox? Tim McGraw. Just, I mean, sorry, Kenny. I mean, Kenny's great, but Tim McGraw's the dude. He's the man. Uh, Tim McGraw. Yeah, Eddie? Uh, these guys are legends, but there's one person that follows me. He's my buddy. What he, do you mean, follows you home? He follows me on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes he responds to my tweets, uh, and he gave me a chair as a gift one day, and so I'm going Tim McGraw. Come on. <laughs> my dude. Yeah, I have to go Tim McGraw, too. This one really wasn't close, I guess. <laughs> And t- I guess I just know Tim a little better. And I think I grew up with more Tim McGraw in my life, like his songs. Even though both of them were always there, it was, I was, I guess, more of a Tim McGraw guy than a Kenny Chesney guy. Does anyone vote Kenny Chesney in the whole room? Oh, Scuba Steve put his hand up. Oh, okay. We'll get the dissenting opinion here. Yeah, I love Kenny Chesney maybe because I'm a Floridian, so I like that island vibe, that sound. And I've seen Kenny Chesney drunk at a bar performing in Key West. Really? So I, I, yeah, I was in Key West one day, and I was I was hearing this Kenny Chesney song. And I was like, but it sounds a little off. Got closer and closer to a place called Sloppy Joe's, and there's Kenny Chesney up on the stage performing with a beer in his hand. It was the coolest experience of my life. <laughs> so I personally had to pick Kenny Chesney. How long ago was that? That was like 2007. So he was already big. He was big, yeah, but I guess not as big as he is now, but he was pretty big. I would say it was probably peak 2007. Okay. Like, that's probably peak Chesney. But when he's down in the islands or the Key West area, he just kind of does Kenny. Nobody was bothering him? Nobody was bothering him. He was just like a, a local legend that was just And he was stage. singing his own song? His own song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure that was him? Yeah, are you sure I don't know that was him, Scuba. It totally was. I mean, I know what he looks like. He's that bald dude that he was wearing like, like, a, like a fisherman cap or whatever it was. Tight jeans. It was totally him. Did you talk to him? I didn't talk to him, but, I, but people were like, that's Kenny up there. That's Kenny up there. Huh. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I was a little inebriated myself, so I can't <laughs> fully confirm it, but I'm almost positive it was him. Tight I jeans. believe it. I would bet. This is what I would bet. Because I, I know both of them. I know Tim better than I know Kenny. Kenny's just not around as much. But I would bet that it was somebody who just looked like Kenny Chesney. Uh-huh. Because I don't know that Kenny would ever go sing his own song at a bar. I think he would sing something else, possibly. But I don't know that he would get up. 
and sing, come over, come over, come over, come over. <laughs> Maybe it was at Betty Lofts with friends, but I know he frequents Key West. That's like his spot. That's his area. Which is even more prime real estate for someone that looked like Kenny to go, <laughs> oh, don't do this. This is one of the best moments of Scuba's life, he said. <laughs> you would bet money that that was Kenny Chesney. I would bet money that it was him, yes. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he would sing his own song. I do think he. there's no way yeah. he would sing his own song. No way. Even when he had a couple of drinks, you think he wouldn't do it like with peer pressure or anything? But his own, I think he would sing, but his own song? Yes. Maybe it's like that thing where sometimes you get up there and you sing your own song and you're like, hey, I'm going to see if anybody thinks this is really me. <laughs> oh. Maybe. And then and the, and you know they get responses sometimes of like I mean you're okay but the real guy's better and then inside their head they're like oh, I am the real guy. Well, like when Morgan Wallen was singing, he wasn't singing his own song when he was doing karaoke. Yeah, he was doing a cover. Was it karaoke or was he doing like multiple songs? Oh, uh, Kenny, he was doing just the one that I noticed. Oh, but this is back in 2007. <laughs> there wasn't really social media. There wasn't anyone taking videos, putting That's things true. online. So it was more of a safe space. What do you guys think 2007 was? Little House on the Prairie. We did it. No, <laughs> we, we had, just my we, ha- we, we had what? Facebook and my, yeah. Think about it. it. We were not. There was no Instagram. There was there no was Twitter. YouTube. Yeah, people weren't obsessed with that culture of posting things immediately. Everyone was just enthralled, enjoying the moment. That's true. I think you guys have a different view of history. <laughs> no, I 2007, think... 2007, if something happened, I was recording it. On what? On where, the, where were you putting a, it? A little camera. A, a flip cam? Sure. A and camera, then, any Then camera. you had to go home and upload Great. it. Great. And I would have. Okay. <laughs> Kenny Chesney singing at a bar? Yeah. yeah I just okay. took it in. Yeah. Well, we need to search YouTube now for 2007 Key West, Kenny Chesney. Do you Chesney. know what song he was singing? I honestly don't remember, but if I listened to a bunch of them, maybe I could I could figure out based on the time frame. <laughs> Maybe it was. It was a big one, though. Maybe he thinks it was a Kenny song. So Tim McGraw is going to win this battle of the bands. <laughs> However, Kenny Chesney comes in strong with the drunk performance of his own song in Key West 2007. <laughs> if it was him. <laughs> there he is. Tim McGraw, our champion, yeah! everybody. Wow. The Bobby Bone Show. Earlier in the show, Scuba Steve was telling us that he was wandering around in Florida. He was in Key West, right? Yeah, Key West. And there's bald guy who'd been drinking a little bit and was singing songs that sounded somewhat like Kenny Chesney, but not totally. Yes. Yeah. And I think it could have been the alcohol that I was drinking or he may have been drinking, too. And you're saying that it was Kenny Chesney and he was singing his own song at the bar. Yes. I'm very positive it is him. Was he up there by himself? Uh, I was up there with him and they had some a band playing. And he was singing his own song. His own song. Yeah. And I was thinking about it over the last uh, couple breaks. I believe it was Living in Fast Forward was the song. Okay. My only argument against it was, and I'm not diehard that it wasn't Kenny. I feel like it wasn't, maybe, because Kenny's a really good singer. And if it were Kenny hopping up on stage, I don't think he would sing his own song. I think he'd sing a I don't know. What, what did you bring to the table here? So I went and did some digging myself. I have some evidence here. I found probably maybe 20-plus videos on YouTube of Kenny at Sloppy Joe's, that particular location, singing live on the stage. The first one I have for you is 2008, Kenny singing Beer in Mexico. Is this like a whole concert, though? It sounds like there are a bunch of people there. Well, people are. Sloppy Joe is a very popular bar in Key West, and so it's constantly packed. I'm top to bottom when they open and close. Was it packed when you were there? Yeah, it was packed, yeah. It was a lot of people there. Okay, so there's Kenny singing Beer in Mexico. What else you got? So 2009, he did a cover of Leonard Skinner's Give Me Three Steps with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Friends. shocked and it's oh my god it's Kenny Chesney there he is this I would believe sure because he's doing a Skinner song 
Okay, give me give me one more. Uh, in 2009, that same year, I'm not sure what he was singing, but Peyton Manning was on stage with him, the football player. Okay. Uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, makes sense. But again, that's what I would expect Kenny Chesney to be singing. But I, there was there's more videos of him singing his own songs. Like I have 2017 Save It for a Rainy Day. <laughs> So he does a mixture. Oh boy. I'm gonna go with I have I feel corrected. And it probably was Kenny Chesney. Yes. Drunk singing his own song at Sloppy <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> thank you very much for validating that. Good job going to find that. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Did you think it was cool or did you know who Kenny Chesney even was then? No, I knew he was, because when I was living in Florida, I liked country music. Um, it was one of the the kind of things I was into at that time. So I knew who Kenny was. I would say put it in perspective how Ray likes Sam Hunt. I'm into Kenny Chesney in a very similar way. Like he'd be the only guest I'd be nervous to have in studio. Oh. You like Kenny Chesney that much? Oh, I love Kenny Chesney. Dang. It all started with a drunk song at Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Coming in hot at number six, it's Miranda Lambert. I always love when she stops by the show. She's just full of like this girl power strength and it's so fun to listen to. She talked about her new Marfa tapes she has coming out. Plus she even brought up the accident that happened that was a hit and run. Yeah, somebody hit Miranda Lambert's Airstream and then drove away. Can you imagine? So she talks about that with Bobby. Listen back to this interview. You're gonna love it. Even if you've already heard it before, listen again. Number six, the Friday morning conversation with Miranda Lambert. Miranda, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good, uh, good to see you. Good to talk to you. How's life been for you? It's starting to starting to work a little again, so that feels good. Yeah, I was gonna ask you because you know whenever I look at your social media, you're all over the place. It's either dogs or it's you traveling around the country. I gotta assume at your level of success and where you are in your life now, you probably until you retire, you wouldn't have enough time to just travel around the country like you did the past few months. You want to want to travel, and when you're like on the grind on the road, it's it's hard to want to go anywhere else once you finally get home. But um, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I, it's it's nice to just sort of, when you have an airstream, you can hitch it up and go anywhere. So it's it's freedom. It's been fun. Would you ever be driving and someone looks over and sees you driving the airstream and, and you see their mouth go, holy crap, that's Miranda Lambert. Some people like do notice this on the road, but you know, we don't usually post our vehicle <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Um, but we, we actually got in a wreck last time coming back from Charleston. Somebody hit us in Atlanta and knocked a big hole in our airstream. So that was fun. When that <laughs> happens, and I'm fortunate nope, that you didn't get hurt, but when that happens, the person that hits you, were they well, a fan by any chance? It was a hit and run, so I guess not. <gasps> oh, so they, they jumped. As soon as they hit you, they took yeah, off. Didn't even stop, but, you know, classy, guys. Thank you. <laughs> How crazy if you're that person, you're listening to the show the next day, because we're on in Atlanta, oh, yeah. you know, and you hear the show and you're like, somebody hit an Airstream. It's like Craig, Craig who works. He's like, oh, my God, that, that was me, guys. We hit Miranda Lambert. That was stink. <laughs> uh, OK, let's talk. We have some business to talk about here. You are announcing the Marfa tapes uh, with Jack Ingram and John Randall. Uh, it'll come out in May. But tell me about this project that, that you're talking about. Well, Marfa is a city in the middle of nowhere in Texas, uh, not West Texas, and Jack and John and I, we've been friends for a long, long time, and we started going out there to write songs. And there's something magical about that place. It's very, um, 
there's, there's art there and I can't explain why, but for the last five or six years, we've been going out there um, and staying for three or four days in this bungalow and writing songs. And some of them, I, I just thought they wouldn't have another life outside of um, just putting down a work tape. And so I was like, why don't we just put out the work tapes? <laughs> and uh, that's what we're doing. It's just very raw. There's no fixes. We took one microphone and uh, engineer Brandon Bell and we went out there and we just kind of did one take we sat on a hill in the in the pasture and uh, watched the sunset and sang the songs and so you know it's something really different for me it's pretty scary to be honest because it's just like a one take no fixes um three friends singing songs together just like we would put them down on our phones and I don't know I just felt like people might want to hear that's kind of how how the songs start and end really when you break it all down and it's not going on a record. In His Arms, which was released today, I'm going to play a clip of this for everybody. Here's a new Miranda for you. That's really cool. I mean, awesome. if you're going to release a record for me, that's what I want to hear right there is is this kind of record. And listen, you know, being in Austin and, you know, living there for 15 years of my life, um, know Jack Ingram, you know, met him many times. Also a great singer. Did you ever have the idea to like, all right, we got to get Jack, you got to get his voice in this thing a little bit more. Jack has been one of my heroes for a long time. I've been watching him, following him around Texas since I was 15. And so, um, and John, I've known for, you know, 13, 15 years probably. And just a bunch of Texas people being friends and writing songs together. Um, that's pretty magical in itself, just from the history of our friendships. But Jack is just, he's so talented and he's, you know, he's had a long career, but I, it's funny to to follow him around for 15 years old and watch his shows at, you know, Billy Bob's and, and bars in Texas. And then now we actually have a record out together. So it's funny how that works out. You and Elle put out this this new song called Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. Uh, when did Elle approach you about doing this this duet, this collab? Uh, she asked me in 2019, I believe. We cut it. Um, but we had been on the tour together. She came out on the road with me on the Roadside Bars Pink Guitars Tour, and we just hit it off. She's so fun, and I'm, I'm such a huge fan of hers. Um, and we hung out a lot and became friends. And she asked me to do this song, and I, she sent it to me, and it's so much fun. It's awesome. And, um, you know, then 2020 happened, so nothing really happened with it for a long time. But now I guess we're back and we did the most fun video ever for it. Um, we shot it in Nashville at the American Legion. <laughs> so um, I don't know. It's just to me, it's just a fun girl anthem. I think everybody's going to dig it. Miranda Lambert's on with us, which, by the way, you just celebrated your two year wedding anniversary. In two years, what is the thing you've learned about being married? Well, it's OK to do it twice. I learned that. Um, cause second time's been awesome. <laughs> um, and you know, I've, I guess we, we survived a pandemic. It's like you got engaged during a pandemic. So like, if you can survive that, if you can survive 2020 together, being a new couple, you're kind of golden from here on out. <laughs> you know, I think we were, especially in early part of COVID and I'm sure you, and a lot of people listening to me experience the same thing where you were stuck together in such a close quarters that it, it I, I felt like it elevated our relationship to where a day was like worth a week because you were together the whole time and there was nowhere else to go. And for me, I felt like I came out of this going, oh, this is for sure what I want to do, even more so than I think I would normally. I, you know, I've, it made us really strong. Um, you know, we got, we got married and then we were on the road pretty much on tour, a lot going on, flying back and forth to New York. And then 
with shutdown, it was like we could really chill and get to know each other a little better. You know what I mean? And we just, we really did great. I mean, what every day wasn't sunshine and rainbows, of course, but um, I'm thankful for that downtime. I really am. And now we get, you know, we got to get, we bought the Airstream and we sort of got to travel together without work being part of it. All right, I'm going to end with this. I'm going to go back to your social media. You posted April 13th, 2020, so it's been about a year. This picture with Joe Exotic, which I've never asked about, but how long was this before he went to prison? It was like, well, that picture was taken during, um, we were down in Texas during Hurricane Harvey, helping move dogs around to shelters, and he and his people volunteered to help us move dogs because they had all these trucks and trailers. And at the time, I obviously didn't know the extent of Joe Exotic and all his adventures, but... um, Actually, he was really nice. <laughs> Their whole crew was very helpful. I mean, he was—he ended up being a little bit of a pill, but um, that's—I was so weird when all that was happening. I was like, I'm pretty sure we have a selfie together somewhere. <laughs> How did you find so, the picture? Because it feels like it was just a random picture with a random person, and all of a sudden you have it again. Did you go through your phone, or did somebody send it to you? I think my mom dug it up because she had it on her phone, I think. And um, I don't know. It was just—I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to post this. It's too good. <laughs> All right, Miranda Lambert, she's got a new project, May 7th. It's called The Marfa Tapes, uh, Jack Ingram and John Randall. Uh, this is right up my alley as far as music. And then a new song, In His Arms, it's out today. And then the new collab with El Keen called Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. You, you feel like we're getting back to normal. When Miranda's on talking, she's got 19 projects going. You feel like we're getting back to normal, and we like it. So uh, congratulations on all your sellouts, too, Miranda, when you're back playing at Billy Bob's, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bobby. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Number five. You know, we talked about George Strait's house. It's listed for $7.5 million. It's a few miles outside of San Antonio. Well, Lunchbox decided to call as one of his alter egos. This time it's Jason Gibble. And to buy George Strait's house, he just uses a bunch of George Strait's lyrics. Now, did the realtor catch on? Did get upset? Here we go. See if you can point out the song references in the clip. Hit it. Hello. Hey, this is Jason Gibble, and uh, I was uh, calling about 10 Davenport. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, Jason Gibble here, a businessman making business deals, trying to get that money. You know, my friends call me the fireman, so I was just trying to see if you could <laughs> give me some more information on 10 Davenport. Yeah, sure. It's actually, it's three bedroom in the main house, and it has a detached casita, which makes it four bedrooms, and like seven bathrooms, um, and it's on 12 acres. Baby, write this down. Take a little note. Jason Gibble, he's going to buy that house. Oh, is he? I I cross my heart. I promise to pay cash. Awesome. Would you want to send your proof of funds to my email? Do you think I'm going to like this house? Can you, I mean, is it a beautiful house? Check yes or no. I'm going to go ahead and check yes. So exactly like in location to downtown San Antonio, where is it in San Antonio? Can I make it to Amarillo by morning? Okay. Maybe, maybe not, but it's about 25 minutes in San Antonio. But you can see San Antonio from the bathtub upstairs. All right. Take it or leave it. I'm going to say $7 million, and this is where the cowboy rides away. You know what? I bet I could get him to take it. All right. Well, this is a pleasure. I'm, I'll be looking forward to your proof of funds, and I can't wait to show yeah, you the and house. Yeah, if you could email me at jasongibble69 at hotmail.com. <laughs> no problem, Mr. Gibble. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. She was amused. Yeah, she handled that well. <laughs> we know all the references, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, he was right on the nose with a lot of them. Fireman. <laughs> 
Hey, write this down. Baby, write this, write, write this down. Check yes or no. That's fine. My favorite one was, can I get to Amarillo by morning? Yeah, <laughs> so random. You know what I learned, though, is it's not a three-bedroom. The, the attached part is four other bedrooms. The casita. Because I was like, well, how is this a three-bedroom house? They didn't list the other four when I read it. No, it's the, the casita makes it four bedrooms total. Casita. Oh, it's not seven bedrooms No, total? a casita is a little tiny house off of the you house. Are, this is insane. So it's a four-bedroom. It's a $7 million house with only four bedrooms. But, but it is on 12 acres. And, and you can, can see all of San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah, you can see San Antonio from the bathroom. I'm I get all that. <laughs> Just amazing. A house would cost that much, only have four bedrooms. Nice job, Lunchbox. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Another guest we had on this week, Dr. Oz. He talked about saving a man's life. It came out in the news that he saved a man's life at the airport. The guy had essentially died, and Dr. Oz brought him back to life. Now, Dr. Oz is somebody you know from television, but yes, he's a real doctor, and he's so crazy intelligent. So listen back to this. He talks about the moment of saving a man's life, plus some other life-saving stories he has because he has so many. Naturally, it's Dr. Oz. So here we go. Number four on the Bobby Bones Show now. Dr. Oz. Your hero and mine, he's just walking around saving people. They're dropping like flies, but he's right there. He's Dr. Oz, everybody. Well, you're very kind, Bobby. I tell you, I wish it was just me. They had a great uh, shout out I want to give to these folks at Newark, the Port Authority Police. These, these young men had never done CPR on a person who actually had collapsed before. They stepped up and they mattered. That's the message for everyone who's listening right now. You can all save lives. So you're getting off an airplane. You're down in the baggage terminal. What do you see? What do you remember? Uh, my daughter, who was uh, a couple feet behind me, yelled, Daddy, Daddy. And as a dad, just a, you know, when, when your child's alarmed, it matters. So I turned around to see what had happened to her, and I realized it wasn't her, but this man had face-planted, collapsing right in front of her. I uh, immediately tried to feel for a pulse. There was no evidence that his heart was beating. So, in fact, he'd actually died before he collapsed which is what sudden death is about. 300,000 people in this country have that a year. Uh, I flipped him on his back. He was a big, burly guy, so it took a little effort. But when I got him on his back, he looked like he was an a, a eggplant, that color, purple, just dark. And uh, at that point, you don't have a choice. So I opened, ripped his shirt, started doing chest compressions. There was a scar in his chest. He'd had prior bypass surgery, which is what I do for a living, heart surgery. So he obviously had a heart condition before this all started. As I was doing chest compressions, um, the doctor, Officer Croissant, that's his name, um, walked over and said, can I help? He'd been there. I just hadn't seen him. And he, you know, he'd never actually done CPR, but he wanted to help. And he knew what to do. He'd practiced. So he took over the chest. I needed to get to his airway because there was foam coming out of his mouth, which is what happens when your heart stops beating. The blood locks up in your lungs and you begin to, to have material coming out of your mouth. That's horribly dangerous because it blocks the ability to, to breathe. So as I was opening his airway and getting his tongue out and yeah, putting action into his body, another officer uh, had run back with a uh, defibrillator. That's, defibrillators are those things you see in the glass boxes when you walk in any airport, but they're all over them. In your building there, you probably have one. Um, and you, most people just never notice them, but they are incredibly important because if you rip them out of the box and put the two patches on your chest, the machine will tell you what to do. So this machine confirmed that I was right, that a heart was not beating. It told us to clear because it was going to shock. And then it did just that. It shocked him. He jerked up in the air, in the air, like you do, like we feel if a movie scene was being shot. It's exactly what it would look like. The difference is in real life, usually the heart doesn't come back that often. The survival rate's about one in five. This man, and it was a miracle. His heart bounced right back. 
It started beating. He started to pink up. As I pushed more oxygen into him, he changed from that purple color to a that normal healthy color. And by the time the EMS guys had gotten there, I don't know, 10 minutes later, he was starting to come around. Uh, he knew he was in the airport. And I just, just talked to his wife, uh, texted, and uh, he's doing very well. He's in an ICU, but doing very well. It's, it's stunning. And Bobby, I know you speak about spirituality issues a lot. When you're in a crowded terminal and there's absolute silence and you just feel the soul-sucking experience of death and you can change that, I mean, it makes you want to go out and learn CPR right now. Whenever this happens in front of you and you're, you know it's you or nothing at this point, do you start to get nervous and tight or have you been doing this on such a high level for so long? You're just like, all right, another, another day. Like I'm focused. I know what to do. Let's see what we can make happen. You know, medicine is a calling. I think everyone in our field realizes that, uh, that there are obligations and opportunities. Often it's expressed because you look in someone's eyes and you have a connection. You can help each other. Sometimes it's an urgent event. I'm a surgeon, so I'm, I'm used to dealing with urgent issues. That stated, there's always, a, there's always butterflies, not because you're nervous about doing something, but you don't know if it's going to matter, and you never will unless you do everything you can. It's sort of like life. And so when you do your best and, you know, hopefully it works out, you just feel that, that feeling, that, uh, that sentiment that it was all, everything you've done was worthwhile. And that's why you work so hard at what you do. The reason you study those pharmacology textbooks so perfectly is because you don't know if getting that one extra question right is going to make a difference between someone surviving. In the case of Joe on Monday night, because those officers studied their CPR when they were given the class, even though they never thought they'd ever use it and never had used it, it saved his life. Dr. Oz is on with us right now. Uh, just a couple other mentions here. In 2013, you helped a guy who had collapsed uh, running a marathon in Salt Lake City, Utah. Were you in a cape? I think I was looking, or was that in Ohio where you saved him? What, what was the, the thing where you were in a cape helping somebody out? I was in Utah. I was wearing a costume. It was a fundraiser. And as part of the fundraiser, I was just joking that I was Superman. Everyone else could put capes on and we could run money and raise I run the race and raise money for this philanthropy. And it just so happened I had my cape on when the guy collapsed. And he literally came across the finish line and just twisted and, and fell. He's actually from Ohio, so he's running an altitude, so he didn't understand what the impact that had. Uh, we were able to save him too, by the way, and, I, and I've stayed in touch with him. But that was not planned. You, you want another one? There was a guy uh, back in 2013. He was hit by a cab in New York City. Is that right, Dr. Oz, and you were there? This is a wonderful woman. Uh, her name is Sean. Uh, she's from Britain, a tourist, and she's a dancer. And this, you know, this cabbie ran off the road by accident, crushed her legs, and she, it actually amputated her leg. So when I got to her, uh, she was dying because her uh, she had lost her leg. And I'll tell you, the real hero there. Everyone always applauds my role, which is basically just to encourage the plumber who had gotten there before me, who had taken his belt off, and he did what a plumber usually does. He'd squeezed off her leg so she wouldn't bleed. And I just gave him comfort that he'd done the right thing. We made sure the belt was the right pressure, put, uh, compressed the wound, and got her into an ambulance. And she's been uh, in constant contact, just got married. I actually went to England to help get her a prosthesis for her leg. But, you know, Bobby, you bring her up. She changed my life as much as I may have impacted hers. Because when I saw the resilience of a a woman who was 18 years of age with her whole life in front of her coming for the first time as a tourist to, to New York, continue to live with that same upbeat attitude and not let this take her in a dark place. It gives all of us confidence that we can make the most out of whatever we're given and it'll work. We have Dr. Oz on right now. We, we heard a couple days ago that everybody should have it by the end of May. 
How do we feel about everything opening up? What, what is your feeling on this? My, my birthday is June 11th. Um, I erroneously predicted last year that we'd be okay by then. But this year, I think I'm right. Uh, but if we get uh, 60, 70% of the population vaccinated by May, which I think we can do, if people uh, you know, ask the right questions and you know, get curious about this vaccine, and, uh, and we can actually increase the supply. We have major U.S. companies now partnering up, you know, v- vicious rivals working together to make more vaccines faster than ever imaginable. We'll have enough for everybody, which means that we can now even out the playing field. Everyone will be equally safe because these vaccines really work well, Bobby. The chance of dying in any of the three vaccines is almost zero. Now, I'm thinking about t- dying from the actual COVID vaccine vi- virus, not from the vaccine itself, which is, of course, pretty, you know, remarkably safe. So these are, these are really good numbers for us to start with. We just get the needles in people's arms. Our producer, Eddie, has been on this diet. It, it, Matthew McConaughey did it to be a character on Dallas Buyers Club, where he had to play a character where he was sick with, I believe he was suffering from HIV or had AIDS yeah, that's at the, the character. time. But he's just been eating... Two cups of vegetables, five ounces of fish twice, and two eggs. And he's lost 20 pounds. Would you tell him how bad this diet is? <laughs> well, as long as you're nutritionally intact, and that's not a bad place to start, it's reasonable. I would not go on a diet that was less than 1,200 calories a day for any prolonged period without a doctor being involved. But if you know patients need it, we will put them on lower calorie diets. Matthew McConaughey, who I've had on the show recently, by the way, uh, is an incredibly spirited soul and you know can, can really focus in on losing weight like he needed to for that movie but in general most of us the mere mortals in the group just want to be on the same darn program for our entire lives and keeping a calorie that's more than 1200 calories but less than 2000 will get you there almost always when i ask you about the show that's airing today march 4th you guys are talking about uh, jerry harris from cheer who was arrested what are you guys getting into on this show you know i'm fascinated by by why people mess their lives up I mean, what is it that compels people who reach remarkable heights to make horrible mistakes? Now, he's not convicted yet. These are all allegations. But uh, I have people on the show uh, who dealt with him directly. Uh, there were two 13-year-old twins that he was sending texts to. I, I'm going to share what I can uh, on the program of these images just because it's pretty graphic. But you realize that, uh, that this, this young man, Harris, has a problem. And it's a problem he was able to cope with. Uh, I don't know if there are other issues in his past that uh, create additional issues for him, but uh, it, it needs to be addressed. And the, the bigger story here is young athletes in, in gymna- gymnastics or cheerleading are subject to horrible abuses repeatedly. And the bodies that are supposed to protect them, the organizations that are supposed to be looking out for them, don't seem to have focused in on how much of a risky situation they're in. It's destroyed USA Gymnastics. It's hurting the cheerleading field, and I'm sure similar cases of, of abuse exist in other child sports. And then on Friday's show, which is inter- interesting to me, you guys are talking about, you know, uh, curbing COVID. Are, are the, do most doctors that you know and talk to, are they like, we fully believe in the vaccine? I fully believe in the vaccine, but you still hear murmurs from all these different directions. But are most of the smart guys, you guys that have studied this, you guys are in, right? I think we're in, wired in, uh, do our homework, studied hard. Uh, I bet 95% of doctors are strongly supportive of vaccines for a bunch of reasons, including the fact that they seem to be really safe. We don't have five-year data, so I'm not going to disrespect people who make very reasonable arguments about why there are still concerns out there. But when we have the real, the real risk of not just dying of COVID, but getting long hauler syndrome, and one-third of people who have COVID seem to have problems that go on more than just a couple of days that they got a fever, uh, why would you want to go through that? The vaccines work better than we would ever expect it. It is 
a silver lining around the horrible black cloud of COVID that we have demonstrated that done well, scientists can achieve remarkable uh, advances. So let's take advantage of it. Let's save some lives. All right, there he is, Dr. Oz. Got a couple great shows today, tomorrow. You guys check those out. Always with the wonderful advice and always saving people's lives. He's yeah. our hero. He's our hero, Dr. Oz. Hey, Thanks, Bobby. Great to talk to you, Dr. Oz. See you soon. Stay safe. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Now, this guest didn't just come on to talk about her music or perform. She's actually going to be performing at Bobby's wedding. It's Britney Spencer. She came on the show this week. Yes, she performed one of her songs. She also did a cover of the High Women's song. And she told us about how Bobby and Caitlin asked her to perform at their wedding. She's going to be singing when Caitlin walks down the aisle. So here we go. It's Britney Spencer performing, talking about Bobby's wedding. You're going to love her. Number three. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Brittany Spencer. Brittany, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So I brought Brittany in because we're not going to say what song she's singing, but Brittany will be singing at our wedding. And so... What? I was like, I don't know who this girl is. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was wondering. I mean, not to be rude, but I was like, I don't know who she is. And right. that, that, that's groundbreaking stuff. I well, love it. She, she is a new artist. Um, and so, listen, Marin shouted you out at CMAs last year. Yeah. Um, I remember giving Marin the award. I was, because we were doing the, and then she got up and she said your name. I was like, I know her. I know Brittany Spencer. Um, and Caitlin and I were talking about, hey, who do we want to sing the song when we actually walk down the aisle? And she goes, what about Brittany? And I said, that would be great. And then she called you, right? Yeah. Did we call you together or it was just her? Um, it was just her, but you were in the background. And okay. like at that's the together. end, you were like, hi, Brittany. Yeah, that's together. I feel like that's together if I'm anywhere in the, yes. the, the vicinity <laughs> of the phone. And so, do, we won't say it, but do you know what song you're singing? Yes. Have you practiced it at all? I did like twice. And so like, I'll just keep brushing up. Yeah. Do you feel good about it? I do. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. A little something I wrote. <laughs> I didn't write it. Lots I didn't write it. Don't worry. Job. But Brittany is also just a fantastic artist. So it gave me a reason to go, hey, let's get you in. We can talk about you playing the wet. Do you feel pressure singing as we're walking down the aisle? Um, you know, I mean, I don't feel pressure. I feel honored, really. Um, and I'm just a nervous wreck usually. So <laughs> so I'm just really comfortable or uncomfortable in my nervousness. And yeah. so um, it's going to be a good time. I'm so happy for y'all. I really am. Thanks. You may have seen Brittany and Amy's Instagram videos. You guys wrote a song for your podcast together? Yeah, we wrote Outway, which yeah. is our theme song, just to empower people to love their bodies and enjoy all kinds of food and not stress out about that kind of stuff. But Brittany's been an awesome person in my life. We met at a grocery store. Yeah. Is that how you guys met? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Years ago, we met at Turnip Truck. She, yeah. So it's, it's a long story, but it's, she's been a great addition to my life because not only she's a really special friend, but you know, I have a daughter that's adopted from Haiti. And so she has, Brittany helps me with her hair and trying to understand things that I uh, can't relate to. And she's taken the time she comes over and helps my daughter, like, learn how to sleep better with her straight hair. And my hair, my daughter even started going to Brittany's hair person. And so she's been also a little mentor of sorts, but also a great friend. <laughs> oh, yay. But I mean, not, that's not why she's here. She's here on her own yeah. merit. <laughs> and like, that's because we've been friends for a long, long time. And, you know... I think 
Yeah, it's just crazy how the world If I works. were bringing her in because she was your friend, she'd have been in years ago. Right, and I never wanted, I. she's worked so hard, and it's, she's here because she's amazing. I mean, yeah, and your music's great. I, I put you in the Women of Our Heart Country, yep. that Thank show, you. based on your music, and then Caitlin was like, you know, because Caitlin loves you too, and she was like, you know, it's so good, we need to get Brittany to sing it our way, because we have other friends that may pop by and do a little something at the reception, right? Pop by, they'll already be there. <laughs> but she was like, it's, it's Britney all the way. And I was like, you know what? Her music, new music's good. I've been putting it in the, the, the shows. Let's just bring her on up and make a whole day of it. Oh, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. I haven't so, too much makeup for that. <laughs> <laughs> are you nervous here today? You said you're nervous. Would you be nervous today or are you just cool because you're here with friends? Um, It's like a combination of both. I'm like, Amy's cool. I know her. Everyone else seems cool. and We're not. And so... I mean, just let me think you are, and it'll yeah, be okay. fine. Right, right. <laughs> um, true or false, when you came to Nashville, you were singing back up for Carrie Underwood? Did you sing back up for Carrie Underwood? Yeah, I sang back up for her twice. It wasn't as soon as I got here. Yeah. Um, I think the last time I sang for her was at the 2019 CMA Awards, and that was really cool. Is there a pressure? Because as a backup singer, you're not supposed to be noticed, right? You're supposed mm-hmm. to literally be backup. But if you mess up, you will be noticed. <laughs> so you want to do a great job, but you don't want to. It's a weird line. It is. It's like, have fun, but don't screw this up. But but Carrie's so nice. Like, I feel like if someone did mess up, she probably just, you know, be like, oh, you know, we all mess up sometimes. But she's she's so nice. You just want to do your best and give her all you've got. What is she like when she's just singing in your ears, when you're just hearing her sing raw? Um, it's, it's unreal. Honestly, that whole CMA Awards experience was unreal. Like, they raised up the curtains. And uh, it was like a big stage, and he raised up the whole thing. And like, as soon as the curtains raise up, we're at the edge of the stage. And as it's raising up, Dolly Parton just sitting right there. And then Reba comes, and then Carrie comes. And I'm just like, what is my life right now? And it's just, it's uh, it's just, it's an honor. You just kind of experience all sorts of fun, weird things that you just never thought you would. As a backup singer or background singer, what's the proper? Does it matter? No. I just don't want to get hit. You know, yeah, message boards are. We can't believe. So as a backup singer, do they ever tell you like, okay, don't dance too much. Like dance a little bit, but don't dance too much. You know, you can no. like, cause I, cause I would love to see like four backup singers and one of them just going to town, just dancing his butt off, dancing her butt off. Cause I used to watch these line dancing shows on PBS mm-hmm. and they would all be doing a line dance at like a cowboy bar, but there was always one guy who went a little too hard and he was doing extra moves. He'd be like doing extra slap, slap, turn. And I was like, I like that guy. I would like to see the other backup singers occasionally. Like one of them was just going a little too hard, but they didn't give you any rules. No, they didn't really give us any rules. Like they wanted us to like give a bunch of energy, especially for the song we were doing. I think we did Drinking Alone and they just wanted the energy. And um, I mean, it was just a fun time. I've never heard anyone say like, don't do too much. But, you know, people just want to see you have fun. It's like the national anthem. You go up and do the national anthem. It is an honor to do it. You want to do so good that nobody remembers. Because if you sing it bad, everybody remembers if you mess up. If you nail the national anthem, I mean, if you go up and you do a perfect version, an NFL game, minor league baseball game, people go, that was amazing. All right, let's play the game. No one talks about it afterward. Yeah. Unless you're winning Houston in the Super Bowl, and that's like once every 50 years. Yeah. You want to go and nail the national anthem so no one remembers you nailed the national anthem. Because if you mess up the national anthem, it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on TikTok. It's gonna, so that, that to me, it's you know, it's a job that I don't think gets enough credit. Background singers, and I just realized this as I was giving my whole little speech there. Um, Brittany, I'd like to hear you sing a little bit. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Why don't we do a little bit of 
compassion. You guys feel good about starting with that one? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Uh, Brittany Spencer is here. You can follow her on Instagram, Brittany Spencer. Brittany with an E. Brittany Spencer. All right. Two T's. Cool, obviously. Would no, T be one? Well, Britney Spears, it's just like Britney Spears, uh-huh. but with two T's. Okay, Britney There you go. Spencer. Okay, Britney, <laughs> take it away. I love it. One, two, three. If a half-empty stomach makes you angry Imagine life for people on the street If a neighbor's untamed yard can drive you crazy Imagine seeing bombs break through the concrete Image is something of importance Only when you've got anything to prove well, the world just don't seem fair when all it's left you is little or nothing to lose. Live your life and have your fun and share it with everyone you love. Raise your kids and raise your glass for every single freedom that we have and while we're looking for the next best thing to happen heaven pray we all find some compassion nice Brittany Spencer great job thanks tell me about that song compassion what's that about um it's about putting yourself in somebody else's shoes um I wrote it when I was coming back from the UK just kind of something about flying between countries makes you think about your worldview. And I wanted to challenge the views that I've had and um, just find a way to be more empathetic and consider that there's a bunch of life realities that I don't know and probably never will. And um, I just want to be more compassionate. Brittany Spencer is here. You can follow her on Instagram. Brittany Spencer, uh, Brittany with an E, two T's, I've been told two T's, to yeah. highlight that. <laughs> uh, where'd you grow up, Brittany? Baltimore, Maryland. And when'd you come to Nashville? Uh, eight years ago. You got here about when we got here. How, yeah. How's that been for you? So what's what's been the, the biggest struggle and what's been the best part about it? Um, I think, you know, this is a 10-year town, and I didn't actually hear that phrase till I got here. And um, you don't believe it until, like, you look up and it's, like, eight years. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, I guess, the challenging part. But also you just learn a whole bunch of stuff along the way. I went to college, learned about music business, met wonderful people, and... I don't know, got some life in me and got to write some songs that I think uh, I really connect with and seems to be connected with other people, too. So it's a, uh, I don't know, it's like a, a two-edged sword, I guess. How did you guys meet in the grocery store? Like, where and what? what's that conversation? Well, there. Brittany worked at Turnip Truck, and I went there, I don't know, <laughs> oh, almost okay. every day. <laughs> I was and like, when do you just pull up a, hey, uh, is that granola bar good, ma'am? I don't know. I just didn't know how that. Well, no, but I love to get beet juice with a little bit of ginger, and there's this perfect concoction. And Brittany, in the lemon. In the lemon. Yes, that's right. And so Brittany was the only one that could make it just right. And so then we just struck up conversation, and then I was wearing, I think, Pimp and Joy. She said she liked Pimp and Joy, and then I was like, I want to send you a hoodie. And then one time she was in the airport with her Pimp Joy hoodie on and she ran into my brother-in-law in like Colorado. Like it was like just all these little things that kept bringing us together. And then we would DM a lot and then we started hanging out. And then here, you know, now she's like spent Thanksgiving with my family. Like we're, yeah. we're legit 
it's crazy when I think back that we met a turnip truck, but if you ever need beet juice, Brittany's got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it also shows you too that, and it's not just you, it's so many of my friends and even people that, that are artists in this town, like you have to move here and like hustle and work to mm-hmm. just be able to work. Yeah. Like you had to go work at the grocery store so you could write songs. Yep. Oh, that was one of my jobs. I've like done social media accounts. I've worked at juice bars. I worked at the airport. I've done, I've done everything. She currently works at Warby Parker. I do. Oh man, I had like ten pair of Warby Parker. You need more glasses, you know. Let me know. Shout out. I got you. It's blowing up for you though. Just on our side of it. Obviously, you're here on the show, but you're going to be the featured artist on the Countdown. You're going on the Women's Show. I see you on CMT. Like, do you feel like things now are starting to pop a little bit? They are. Um, It's a. it's a really humbling feeling. Things are like kind of taking off, and it's really fun because, like, I mean, during the pandemic, everything is happening from behind a screen. I'm like in pajamas, looking at my phone during the the best moments, and it's like, is it real? Is it not real? But it is real. And uh, and then the next day, I go to work. Yeah. And it's the best thing. I love it. I tell tell the mom. Or, sorry, why am I nervous? Tell the story about your mom. I think that's a cool part of. I mean, your family has championed you, and. I mean, Brittany's she's she's a black woman and like her mom is the one that told her when other people were saying you 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 can't do country music and her mom was like yes you can and bought you pair of cowgirl boots yeah she and, did and believed in you and said you could do it and that's what she you were in an article mm-hmm. right or your mom was in the news and your mom was like I can't believe it I oh. love when Amy tells my whole story too that's great <laughs> no, she's no, like she's like tell great. the story and then she tells every part of it <laughs> sorry like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you tell it you just you listen tell it. you tell it well you said it I like it I got to listen <laughs> sorry I love it I just well because I didn't want you to be weird about telling a story but I so I thought I'd do it for you but oh, never mind no it's wonderful you that was incredible yeah my mom she always believed in me she uh she got me a class ring because I'm not like really into like holidays and and all the things like I was pissed I had to go to my high school graduation because I had a gig that day but she <laughs> I didn't take graduation photos or anything but she got me a class ring and on one side was a cowboy hat and the other side was like a pair of cowboy boots she got me my first pair of like cowboy boots and she just always believed in me she said that God told her I wouldn't be with her for a long time in Baltimore and uh, so when I call her now and tell her like the different things happen and she just she's like oh yeah and she's just so calm and I'm just like are you excited? She said, yeah, I just, I just knew this was going to happen. She expected it. Yeah, but there was one thing I told her about recently, and she, like, lost her mind. Oddly enough, I was calm. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. She was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, girl, kill, calm, calm, calm down. It's fine. And uh, But it's, it's fun to kind of just watch her. And those articles that came out, that was, like, the best thing for me because I get weirded out, like, talking about myself and, like, seeing things about myself. But I finally got to send something like, hey, read this. This is about you. And she, she loved that. Brittany Spencer's here. We're going to do one more, and I want to play the uh, cover you guys did of Crowded Table by the High Women. Because this thing went uh, viral. Yeah. Right? And that's that's kind of a weird feeling when all of a sudden you start to get a bunch of people going, hey, we like this person we've never met in our life, and we've never heard of her, but let's mm-hmm. spread the video. Yeah. So where did you record this this video? Um, On my couch. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling. I had just gotten that romper. Side note, I had just gotten that romper, the jean one, and I was like, oh, I want to wear it. And so, you know, I saw... Um, I think I saw like Jimmy Fallon the night before and they had just got finished playing it. And I just thought, man, this is such a warm song and watching the togetherness and like, you know, people kind of be with each other. You know, I live in a studio apartment and during the pandemic, you know, I've just, it's been me and I watched it and I thought, oh, that's fun. I love it. And it made me feel warm. And 
I posted it online and uh, Marin and Amanda Shire so graciously reposted it and invited me to come sing with them. And I honestly still can't believe it's real. And that was like five months ago. It's insane. All right, let's play a little bit of that. Here is Brittany Spencer doing Crowded Table by the High Women. You can hold my hand when you need to let go. I can be your mountain when you feel a valley low. I can be a street light showing you the way home. Cause you can hold my hand when you need to let go. Thank you. Hey, congratulations on everything. Um, Thank you. Brittany is, will be singing as Caitlin and I walk down the aisle. Caitlin no, walks down the aisle. You're no, already no, no, I'll be walking too <laughs> the whole time. I want to walk back and forth as you sing. That's the goal is that I don't stop walking. I don't walk down the aisle. <laughs> what about when I walk to get to my spot? You, you no. guys come from the back and they just line up. Well, when I come from the back, sing some Weezer. And then... <laughs> I got you. Okay, thank you. I didn't know that. I thought I was going to walk down the aisle. Well, I mean, you can. It's your wedding. You do you. Whatever. We, I think we've learned that this is your wedding. You don't have to do traditionally what... Huh. Walk down the aisle. You ever see Pink in her shows when she swings on that thing? Oh, up on the, oh yeah. Awesome. What if I did yes. that down the aisle? Do it. That'd be killer. That's I what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys follow Brittany Spencer. Really excited for you. It actually was a little harder for you to get on the show because you were a close, Amy's close friend. I was always like, we can't bring friends up. But then you're just no. killing it but, so yeah, much. Yeah, but I never asked for it. She also. never once asked for it, ever. Mm-hmm. Which thank I'd be you. mad about, honestly. I would pull no, her no, aside and be like, no. how did you not ask? I'd be mad for you. But, <laughs> but Amy, thank you for not doing it. And thank you for having me. Y'all are awesome. My, I, my nerves are like gone now because it's over. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brittany Spencer. There's Brittany. Good to see you. That, nice job. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We had another BBS, yes, Bobby Bones Show, Employee of the Month. And this time, it was Raymundo. What's up, Ray? What up? <laughs> How you feeling? Do you feel good this week because you're an Employee of the Month? Yeah, it honestly is a good feeling. And I did have a little meeting with Hyundai. And they were asking me, saying, oh, so there's the, the A team, which is Bones, Amy, and Lunch. And then, so I'm kind of on the B team when it comes to endorsements. So they were saying... Well, I didn't even know I was going to be doing this. I was on the spot, and they go, well, what stands out about you? Why would we want you to read commercials since you're not the A-team? And I just sitting there, I'm like, I, I was employee of the month. <laughs> and, and we sit there for a second, and I'm dead serious. The people were like, that's actually really cool. He was employee of the month, you guys. I don't know if they're being sarcastic <laughs> or what, but they're like, hey, we do have an employee of the month here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so I want to know, why do you, besides the fact that you drove in during the snowstorm, why do you feel? I want you to tell the yeah, listeners. Yeah, because I drove in during the snowstorm. Yeah, I did too. I, I mean, want, it's crazy. <laughs> I want the listeners to hear what you kind of do on a daily basis, a look into your job per se. Uh, it's a lot of loading audio. So the stuff you guys hear on TV and 
uh, anywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, it all has to be ripped into the system. So if you think back to LimeWire, Napster, that just doesn't get played on the radio. It has to, we have to go through a process called NextGen, and that, that takes time. It's very boring. It's very laborious. That's maybe why I got Employee of the Month. I don't know, but it's a lot of loading crap into a system that nobody else really understands the system except for me. So I load it. Me, Scuba Steve, but yes, it's got to be loaded. And you push all the buttons during the show, too, right? Oh, that's yeah. hard. So that's, uh, I don't know if we're... <laughs> yeah, tell me about that. Wait, show hit me that about button. the buttons. Wait, wait, can you handle Hit a button. So this is just a button I hit right here. That's one button. Wow. This is another button. <laughs> okay, so there's just... Dang, sign them up, employ them up. Dang. <laughs> so, Rename it the Raymendo Show. Okay, okay. Chill. So uh, it, the buttons we play, we have a database of about over 20,000 clips that I'm able to search at a moment's notice. And... Of all those 20,000, I actually load in about 60 clips every show that I have to know exactly where they're located. And I, and I do that in, I mean, if in, on a radio segment, it's literally instantly. I have to be able to hit those clips. So is it a skill? Yes. Did I learn the board over the course of a year to almost two years? Yes. You don't just learn the board day one. So it's, it's a process. And your hours are a little bit different than ours. So talk, tell us about that. Yeah, so uh so anyways, uh yeah, so at 5 <laughs> No, anyways, uh pe- people have to get here early and call LA. It's it's uh, a process where it's like, "Hey, do the this phone line work? Does that it's not just boom, you hit a button and it starts. There's communication that needs to take place cuz we're in over 200 cities." How and long it, do those calls take? Uh sometimes I don't even call them. Oh, okay. But yeah. So, uh But so like we get in for the five o'clock hour at five a.m. Like, yeah, when, absolutely. When are you here? <laughs> uh, I get in. I trick because with audio, I want it to be perfectly quiet. It makes my job so much easier. We used to have a night guy that would talk my ear off, and I don't know if he ever understood. I get here when nobody's here, so that it's perfectly quiet. So that's when I'm able to do my most like responsible work. So I know all the audio clips are perfect. So I get in around like let's say two thirty three. But do I need to get in at that time? No, but I do it because if I ever had vehicle trouble, I, trouble, I could leave my car on the side of the road and I could run here and be here in time for the show. So a vehicle would never keep me or uh, unforeseen circumstances would never keep me here from getting here on time. So he needs okay. about three hours of padding just in case his <laughs> so, car breaks. So I have a very serious question. Well, and I throw in working out, so you, leave me alone. You live about like 15-ish minutes from the studio. Yeah. If you had to, would you run to the studio from your house if you really had to? Yeah, I could I could make it from there to here without a vehicle, but now there's been the advent of hold on, Uber, hold on. Uber. If he had to run from his house. Hey, I just it, wanted no, 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 an impossible I'm going to tell question. you I'm going to be honest with you. It would take him 3 or 4 hours. Which is why he gets here that early. <laughs> yeah, so if he has to I, run. I don't, man, <laughs> you think you can make it in 3 or 4 hours, Ray? Yeah, I mean, it would be close to a marathon, but I would need to do that yeah. to get the show going. That's right. Coach? Well, there you have it. That's our... <laughs> or you can just pick up the phone and okay. call like... Okay, okay. Hey, coach, you didn't have to tell him about Uber. Microphone off. Hey, I'm just saying, employee of the month for, I mean, I... pressing a couple buttons and hey, driving through the snow. I drive not... through the snow, too. Lunchbox? You know he's going to try to get his way into every segment you do, right? I know. Okay. And you guys are already... You guys have already been hanging out with me this whole time, so just... Coach, lunch, hit the bonehead button. Exactly, you can. <laughs> There's just all, now all these like audio pieces in this segment. So all oh, the listeners man. are going to be like, what is oh, happening? Man. 
Okay. Well, that's why we need an audio guy, Tell though, because good, good things have to come through. Ray, I think you do a phenomenal job, and you work really hard, and I'm very proud of you. I'm happy for you. Thank you, G. And if you guys at your jobs, if you're ever just trying to figure out why what puts you ahead of the other employees, just be like, I have potential to be employee of the month. I, you can use it as a way to promote yourself. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm really proud that that turned into more things for you. <laughs> Here is the segment where the employee of the month gets chosen. Yes, you just got the spoiler alert, but it's still fun to listen to. So here we go. Number two. Let's go. Today I'll be handing out the employee of the month award for February to the winner. This award is meant to recognize your hard work, your skills, your innovation, your creativity, or just your team spirit. You know? Love it. Who's got spirit? Yes, we do. What? It's too late. Votes already in. No, I, we got spirit. spirit. How, How about, about you? you? There's no oh, vote. Boy. It's a yeah. single vote. Well, that's what I mean. And I can be, I, I can be persuaded. Oh no, I was. Hey, haircut looks good. It's all right. I, I, already, didn't, get, I didn't get a haircut. Um, <laughs> I want to take a moment to recognize all of you for what you do for this show. There will be one winner, and their reward is two things. Oh yeah. They will get fifty dollars in CHC. Cash. C-H-C. Cold part. Oh cash! yeah. And they'll get to do a segment of their choice. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it doesn't matter what it is. Any Anything. segment? We'll put it on the air. Cool. What if we just sit here quietly? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Amy. <laughs> Sabotage oh, <boy>. the show. <laughs> yeah, so last month, the last month we did this, Scuba Steve was the employee of the month. He is the reigning champion and the remaining, uh, the, the reigning employee of the month. And Lunchbox was the runner-up last, last time. Uh, everybody has a 30-second speech. <laughs> So you all wrote a 30-second speech of what you would have said if you won. So once you're eliminated, you give your speech. Love it. Yeah. The first person eliminated for the Employee of the Month is... Eddie. What? Already? Yeah, bud. What? It's a tough day in the neighborhood. Wow. I for sure thought I was going to win it. Okay. Eddie, you're not Employee of the Month. What would you have said in your speech? Here we go. Unlike the Oscars, I walk up with my paper. I'm a little shaky. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I... I told myself I wouldn't cry. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes in your job, you love it so much that you just don't realize how hard you work sometimes. And sometimes it's not about how hard you work. It's if someone will ever notice. Well, this time somebody noticed. And finally, I get recognized for working as hard as I really do. I promise I won't let you down. I will continue to work as hard as I have been working. And thank you so much. God bless. You're getting played off. Oh, you almost oh. ran out of time. Eddie, I'm sorry. We didn't notice this month. Wow. I know. Up next, who does not win Employee of the Month? Phone screener, Abby. Oh, She man. did a heck of a job, but you did not win this month. Abby, you answer the phones. People call. You're, you're nice. You, you put them through. But you did not win this month. What would you like to say? You have 30 seconds. Okay, first off, don't ever, if you're listening out there, don't ever let anyone tell you there's nothing you can't do. Because one day you could be sitting here listening or answering 500 phone calls a day. And then next you're winning Employee of the Month. (laughs) No, but I would like to thank Bobby, uh, all our listeners, and all everyone on the show because they make work really fun going to. And lastly, I just want to dedicate this to my grandpa because he was my favorite person ever. And he taught me that hard work dedication and uh, how you treat others will get you places. So, thank you. Hope you feel good about yourself. Her grandpa gets nothing. (laughs) That's their speech. If they would have won, but they didn't. Up next, 
who did not win Employee of the Month. Morgan number two. <laughs> what That's is your speech if you would have won? Oh, okay. Um, well, I would like to thank Bobby for picking me for our listeners constantly rooting me on on our social media pages because I'm always dealing with the trolls and mean comments. But, you know, it's not even... I want to let everybody know that even though I won this award, it's not going to stop me from doing as good as I do on our social media pages and supporting all of you guys always. There so. she is. Wow. Nice. Nice. Good speech. Good speech. I kind of want to put Abby back in it after the grandpa thing. <laughs> you said you couldn't be persuaded. Dang. <laughs> The next person who did not win it is Mike D. Oh, wow. I know, I know. Mike, your speech you would have given if you'd have won? Oh, man, I can't believe I won. I'm so happy. <laughs> I was in the top three last time, so I was really feeling like this could be my time. Thanks to Bobby for believing me, believing in me and giving me the opportunity to work my dream job. Thanks to my fellow co-workers here. But most importantly, thanks to all the listeners making my dream possible. B-Team, this one's for you. Wow. wow. He was gonna thank it, me too. By the way, this isn't a ranking. I don't. You didn't get cut earlier because you weren't closer to the win. Are you sure? Because I was first. Uh, no, and the, I feel stupid. The only people that are <laughs> that are ranked are one and two. Okay. There's a runner up and there's a because it was really close. Yes. Okay. Well, no, but there's still one and two. Okay. These aren't in any order. The next person who did not win, Utility Hillary. Oh. Wow. She did not win. It's a hard worker. I know. If Scuba goes back to back. Oh, he could. I'm, I'm, yeah. Hillary, go ahead, 30 seconds. Thank you so much for picking me to be employee of the month. I will continue to work hard every day. Thank you, Bobby, for choosing me and keeping me around here. Thank you to my coworkers, and thank you to my family for always pushing me to achieve my dreams. This is such a big honor. There you go. Too bad it isn't. I know. <laughs> You're just uh, flipping us on here. We're giving away the monthly employee of the month award. Everybody writes a speech, and when they get cut, they have to read their speech anyway. Next up, the person who did not win it, Amy. Oh, man. Really? Okay, so Bo- Bobby uh, must be overlooking everything. A, lo- a lot of other things uh, in my life that have hindered uh, my work. But, you know, you should always give 100% at work. 12% on Monday. 23% on Tuesday, 40% on Wednesday, 20% on Thursday, and 5% on Friday. Does that add up? Amy's is like a comedy speech. She knew she wasn't going to win. She found you the memes. My boss also asked me to start this uh, little acceptance speech off with a little joke. So here I've got a copy of my payslip. Of my what? Payslip? Payslip. Get it? Okay. A joke? Yeah. Okay. There she is, everybody. <laughs> That's why you do the morning corner. Okay. No, uh, honestly, there's no way I was going to win this. So, next. <laughs> <sighs> Only three people remain. <laughs> Stop it with Lunchbox. Stop it with Lunchbox being one of the last. This is ridiculous. What are you talking about? I mean, the three that are left are solid. Same you stop it. Look at him in the eyes and say what he does is solid. He has been. A leg- <laughs> Lunchbox has stepped up significantly. And he just wants to hate the hate. He the three left he are hates he ain't. Lunchbox, former runner-up. Let's go! Raymundo. Yeah! Or, who might be drunk. <laughs> Ray, yeah. Or reigning champion. Oh, my gosh. Gubadeed. Yeah. Amy, who do you think wins? Man, it's hard. 
I feel like Scuba Steve is amazing, but he did get it last time. And while the work ethic has stayed the same, or the, the we all have good work ethic here, but while his work has stayed the same. Yeah, I don't know how you all eliminated people. No, ethic is there for everybody. Uh-huh. But um, okay, so, but I think we move on to either Ray or Lunchbox, and it's really hard because Ray works so hard. Like his hours are ridiculous. The next person who did not win uh. employee of the month is. Scuba Steve did not yeah, win. Okay. Yes. What's up? What's up? Wow, back to back. At first, I was under the impression that I was going to be the first and only Holly Bones Show Employee of the Month. So thank you for bringing back this prestigious award. This time around, I'd like to thank my best friend, partner in crime, soulmate, and mother to my two beautiful children, my wife. She's been with me on this deranged journey, putting up with all of my crap along the way, supporting me, and always here for me. So I love you. This award's for you. He did not win the award, by the way. Mm. There are two people left. Oh, boy. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. The two people are Lunchbox. Yep. And Raymundo. Yeah! The winner of the award wins $50 in CHC. Woo! Say it with me. Cold, Cold hard, hard cash. cash. Let's go. And they get to pick their own segment, whatever they want to do. Stuff 50 to quick picks. It's tough. Ain't that tough. But I can tell you. Yeah, it's not that tough. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, let's be real. What I'm going to do is announce the winner, and then the person I don't announce will give their speech. Okay? So this is the person and winner. The winner of Employee of the Month. Oh, Eddie, just get that camera on me because you are going to eat you alive. What, Amy? The winner still does a speech, though, right? Yeah, but after we announce it, we'll do it. The winner. Employee of the Month, February 2021. <laughs> Winning 50 bucks CHC. Say it with me. Cold Hard Cash. Yeah. Lunchbox is. Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Oh my gosh. Stop yelling. When he starts pointing, so I gotta get excited. When he's kind of pointing towards me, I The winner get... is. Raymundo! Let me say why. Let me say why. Let me say why. The only person to come to drive through the ice every single day during the winter storm. <clears throat> uh-uh. uh-uh. Every day to get to work. <clears throat> was, it was only Raymundo. Every stayed no what the first time we we're like, are we, how are we gonna get on the air? You know who went to the hotel first and just said, I'm staying in a hotel in case it gets bad? Raymundo. Who's here before us? Raymundo. Raymundo. Who's here after us? Raymundo. Raymundo. <laughs> Lunchbox. What, is he not here after us? Nah, he leaves pretty early, but it's good. <laughs> but he gets here early. He gets here early. Lunchbox, as a, as a two-time runner-up, read your speech, please. Listen, guys, you want to be employee of the month? Be like me. You got to go to space. That's what you do. You take dedication, huge step, and shoot, volunteer to go to outer space for the show. Then you leave your family, your two kids, your wife, and your dog in the middle of the night, and you trek through the snow, and you spend the night at a hotel. That's true. Absolutely. I mean, when you... volunteer. Yeah. I know, but he did do that. And if he could drive to a hotel, why couldn't he drive to work? No. He he, he did. Anyway, finish up. Guys, listen, when you want to be employee of the month... Just look at me and resemble that life, and you will get there. All the haters hate, and I'm great. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> you can't be me. Thank you, and I applaud. I'll take tips. Questions off the air. Questions off the air. 
Raymundo, you are now the 2021 February Employee of the Month. Let me yeah! say a couple things. Raymundo does uh, pretty much everything you hear in your ears as far as any sort of sound you hear, the noise, commercials. He's pushing buttons. He's sitting behind a microphone right now. He's running. He's, he's working the phones. Like, he'll turn somebody up when I call their name. He just does it all. Raymundo, your speech, please, champ. Yeah, clicking those buttons, Bones. Thank you. I'll make this quick. I accept this on behalf of me, my wife, Dr. Unger, and our 23 eggs. I want my future 23 <laughs> kids to ask me about this award. I'm going to tell them the story of February 2021, a pandemic, a snowstorm, and an undying commitment to work and to work for the Bobby Bone Show. To those 23 eggs sitting in a freezer at Vanderbilt, <laughs> Daddy did it. Daddy really did it. <laughs> yeah. Daddy did it. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This is a big deal coming in at the number one spot is Eddie's taste testing of wine. And naturally I had to bring Eddie on to talk about this because he didn't do so hot. So what's up, Eddie? Well, shockingly, I didn't do so, so well because I really thought I had a good chance going, going into this because I've been drinking wine for about a year and a half now and I've... I remember specifically, so so sometimes when we did the Raging Idiots tour last year or before Corona, uh, I would request a bottle of red wine and I would like to sip on it after the show was done and I never specified what kind of red wine. So sometimes I would luck out and they would provide me with a very good expensive <laughs> bottle of wine and I would always say, this tastes different. And I had one time, it was maybe a $70, $65 bottle of wine. And I remember specifically taking a sip, not knowing how expensive it was, and saying, mmm, this one's really good. Because I'm not used to that kind of caliber of wine. <laughs> so going into this competition, I was thinking, I remember that day so well. And I remember thinking how distinct that taste was that I, this is going to be no problem. Well, and I think what's interesting, too, is in your taste testing, especially hearing you talk about it again, <laughs> you drank these wines one at a time, and there was four of them. And two of them, you're like, oh, those are really good. Those couldn't possibly be the expensive wine because yeah. it tastes like juice. Poser but everybody, alert. Poser <laughs> alert. <laughs> but every, that was Lunchbox. Uh, obviously. Every, every, everybody knows. But anyone who drinks wine knows that more expensive alcohol goes down smoother, and it actually tastes better than the cheap stuff. Okay. Not a bad theory. That's true. But no, the, that is not how true. It works. The expensive, yes, it is. The expensive one did not go down smoothly, though. The expensive one. But that one was to, the one you thought was juice. No, no, no. No, number one, I thought was juice. Number two, which ended up being the $120 okay. bottle of wine, was the one where I was like, this tastes like trash. Because it was like, it was bitter and it had this taste of, and now I know why it was so expensive. If you hold, because afterwards I went in and, and I got the bottles from Steve to see what kind of wine they were, and the most expensive one had a very large bottle, way larger than the other ones, thicker, better glass quality of a bottle. The cork was made of complete different material, and it had stained, So, and it was from 2015, so it's aged wine. So you think that had you had a chance to look at the bottles and everything, <laughs> I don't know. You oh, the bottle was it. obvious. The bottle was the bottle very was obvious. obvious because even the foil, you know, that covers the top of the wine, it was 
like quality was amazing. When you rip the foil, it was thick foil, and it wasn't just colored with black paint. It was like black foil. All that is what goes into an expensive bottle of wine, not just the quality of wine. This is true, but you had said that Dang it was based it. on your taste. Yes, I thought my palate was going to guide me to victory, and it did not. It did not guide you in any direction <laughs> to it victory. Didn't, it didn't even guide me anywhere. I was when, like... When y'all listen back to this segment, Eddie goes all over the place on these four different wines. Like, he's like, at one point, he, he thinks it's one, and then it's another, and then he's just all over the board. Can I bring Lunchbox in real quick? Because, yeah. because we talked about it a little bit, and he told me after the whole bit was over, he goes, dude, I knew you didn't have a chance because... His family tried this. Yeah, my in-laws over Christmas, they sat down, and it was my father-in-law, mother-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, like six people, and my father-in-law just got two bottles of wine. That was it, two. And he got one cheap and one expensive, and it was 50-50 on people getting it right because they were like, oh, this one tastes so much better, and it's so much crisper, and and it was the cheap one. It was impossible. Impossible. When you only have two and you can't pick – Tells me that if you're not a, and all these people that say they're connoisseurs, I don't believe them. They're just fakers. And not just that you're not going to be able to taste it. Like tasting four different wines after a while just ends up tasting like four just wines that taste the same. Well, I feel like what we've learned from all of this is that us kids, when we were in college drinking cheap wine, had it figured out, right? Yeah. You buy the cheap wine. Why are you going to buy the expensive wine when they can taste just as good? Well, in, in college, it was cheap liquor and cheap beer. Cheap everything. Well, yeah, but like cheap wine. You know, you're buying like the box wine. It's like slap the bag, oh, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you just buy the cheap wine? Because it basically tastes similar. It's the same concept. And yeah. you're getting the same kind of drunk. You're right. And Steve told me, too. He's like, dude, the crazy thing is the wine that you actually loved from the taste was one of the cheapest ones. So I wrote that name down, and I will be buying that one from now on. <laughs> Yeah, but the problem with the cheaper ones, though, is is there's a higher sugar content, so it creates more of a headache and a hangover the next day. That's why the more expensive wines are usually better. Dude, thank and you. I, that's and, where you can oh. get an aerator, right? That's what they're what? called? Yeah, aerate. That, that was also another issue why your wine tasted a different way, the more expensive one, because when it aerates for 30 minutes or more, then it gets the full-body flavor that you should experience for an expensive so, red wine. So you should have poured it 30 minutes before the actual uh, yeah. contest. Yeah. I try to I'm get it to I try to line it up. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's enjoy this. Please hold. Everyone's dancing. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I tried to time wa- it out, but I couldn't time it out properly enough to give you a 30-minute aeration. <laughs> if you watch Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful has a wine thing. He's a wine dude. He's in the wine What's business. What's the wine thing? A, a corkscrew? No, wine business. He oh. said that 90% of wines are $20 and under. I mean, I've never bought an expensive you know bottle what, though, of wine. As they should be. If we're paying more than $20 for a bottle of wine, then you got some serious money to blow. The right? wine that I really, really like is $10.99 at the grocery store. Yeah, that's perfect. Which one's that? It's uh, called Apothic okay. Crush. Okay, so this is your fa- I was about to ask. Everybody tell your your favorite wine. And Eddie's, yours, say it again. Apothic Crush. Okay. It's a, it's a blend. And what store do you buy it from? Kroger. Okay, Publix. so probably at Walmart and other places Anywhere. Too. Okay, Lunchbox, do you have a favorite wine? Uh, I believe my wife, my wife is the wine drinker, and I believe hers is called Highway 20 Wine. Okay. Uh, Red or white? Uh, you know? Your wife likes white wine. Yeah, I think so it's it white, white wine. wine. Okay, Steve, do you have a favorite? Yes, yeah, so I used to live in San Francisco. We'd go to the Napa Valley Cinema all the time, and there was this one, I think it's the Visa Tui Castle, 
and uh, you would go there and you could tour. Like it was a legit castle that they turned into a winery, and I believe that's the brand Visatui. They have a particular brandy infused wine that they only sell at the winery, and that if you have a chance to get there and get it, is freaking unbelievable. Oh, I love that. That's a good one. How do you spell Visatui? It's V I S A T U E. Okay, and I, I'll share with y'all mine. I have two of them. <laughs> oh, Morgan, everybody's like, sorry, I spelled, I spelled it wrong. It's V dot S A T T U I. Okay. Okay, my wife just texted back. She likes the Highway 20 wine, the Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet. Cabernet. <laughs> Cabernet. The, the, the Cabernet Sauvignon. You can just call it a cab. The Cab Sauv. How do you say that you word? Can just say cab. Sauvignon. 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 Yeah, the Cabernet Sauvignon. 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 That's her favorite. Okay. Well, and then, I mean, I'm yeah, totally yours? off the board from all y'all's. Mine's called Bagaro, and it's actually from Italy, but it's like a rosé before rosé was a Ooh, thing. Oh, yeah. And so then, sweet. yes, I love sweet wine. And then blackberry wine so from good. here in Arrington. So if you ever have a chance to go to Arrington Vineyards, blackberry wine. That is so good, and it's very sweet, too. Yes, it is. I love dessert wine. Did you like the one that I got you for, was it yes, your birthday? Yes, I just drank it. Was- so smooth. Yeah. Eddie. No, you got it for me for working. For, when oh, when were, I was sick. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you were down and out yes. of COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That one was good. That's one that, that I got gifted that was like really, really good. Yeah, and, I loved that one. Yeah. And I don't typically like red wine. That one's about 20. So, yeah, so that's upper a good one. E- echelon. Is that a word? Echelon. Echelon. Of, yeah. of, Scuba yeah. Steve's here just correcting all <laughs> Thank of our you, words. Thank you, Scuba. <laughs> no problem. Okay, well, we'll wrap this up. Y'all can hear Eddie taste testing some wine. And we'll also add in the bonus part where he obviously fails oh my and has to drink all of juice, which was my Ugh. idea for the punishment, by the way. And I yeah, am so you. glad I made you do it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Here we go. <laughs> Number one. Eddie claims to have a sophisticated palate when it comes to wine. However, my friend Eddie is not sophisticated. (laughs) That's true. Eddie is standing on the stage now. There are four wine cups in front of him. He will taste four bottles of wine. Three of them will be cheap bottles. One of them is an expensive bottle. He's just going to determine which one's the expensive one. (laughs) Now, can I say something? They're all red wines. If you win and get it right, you are the greatest wine taster in America. If you lose... You will be punished. But if you win, you also get to keep the wine that that I bought with my own money. That I tell you this was over a hundred dollars. Over a hundred? Mm-hmm. Wow! So that means the expensive one is really expensive. Yes. Okay. What are you trying to say? What do you want to say to me? Uh, well, just uh, just by looking at the cups, you gave me styrofoam cups. Uh, this is already a disadvantage because when you taste wine, you want to s- shake it up a little no, bit in the tasting, wine glass. No, that's not tasting. That's seeing it. You said you could taste it only. Right, but when you look at it. And if it sticks to the glass, you start realizing, like, ooh, that's not very high-quality wine. You said tasting it. We're doing your rules. Just telling you. Once you give your final answer, you're locked in. Do we want to walk Eddie out and let everybody know what number it is? Or just have him roll? I just say have him roll. Okay. Roll. Do you guys know which one it is? No idea. Okay. Do you know, Bones? I do. Okay. Now, there are four cups. There's number one, two, three, and four. I think you can grab any number you want. Just say the number out loud and give it a taste. Okay? One more question. Yeah. How cheap is the cheap wine? You talking like under $5? Or are you talking yes. About- all three of them are under $5. Okay. The, all right. The, the three cheap ones. Okay. Wow. This is That means the expensive one is really expensive. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Which number are you grabbing first, Eddie? I'm going to go in order. I'll go with one. Okay. He's grabbing cup number one. <laughs> so you're swirl, dude. Yeah. I'm looking at the swirl, and it's not sticking. This number one could be the fancy one. I'm going to take a little taste, though. <laughs> they asked him if he wanted to, to spit it or swallow it, and he goes, uh, I'm, Negative. Not, I'm not spitting it. What do you say? 
Uh, do I have to make a decision? No, on, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. I mean, that one's almost tastes like uh, grape juice, which means it's cheap. Okay. Yep. But it's smooth, though. Let me take another sip. I'm, I'm don't like, don't I'm look like at little... Bobby's face to change Why? your answer. <laughs> Why? Yeah, not a lot of taste of that. Okay, so that is cup number one. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. All right, cup number two. I'm shaking a little bit. Almost the same kind of stick on the, on the styrofoam there. Blech, bitter. Uh-uh. Cheap wine. Get that out of here. Number two. Uh-uh. <laughs> Cheap wine. That's a, they, they give that at church. Yeah, okay, so yeah. that's like nickel so wine. That's the church wine. The first, which one was better, though, of one and two, do you think? I mean, one's better because it wasn't as bitter. Okay. Two was like, Blech. get that out of here. All right. Oh, boy. Here's number three. That's pretty tasty. He oh, yeah? That. He smiled. When he played hey. that, he smiled a hey, little. number three is not bad. Okay. That creeped across his face like, uh-huh. This might be a little Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> 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 he's having another drink at number three. He likes that. And he's drunk. He gets I, drunk. I, in I, don't, I don't mind the three one. That could be the expensive one. Okay. All right. I'm going with number four now. Number four. Gosh, bones, they're starting to taste the same a little bit. Oh, yeah. We should have had something for you to clear your palate. Right? Do, do they need Here, a bit of water? Yes. Grrr. Have you drank of it? Uh, probably. It's all right. Literally just got COVID tested about 10 minutes ago up here. So, Thank you, Amy. Good call. Because I think you do that when you do wine tastes. All right. Here all he is. Right. Number four. Number last four. one. <sighs> what is it? Interesting. Very unique taste. Mm. But sometimes that cheap wine has a little pickly, vinegary taste to it. It's kind of what I taste here a little bit. Pickle? There was yeah. no smile on your face after that one. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> this one, Bone. Dang, it's so different, though. It might be the expensive one. Here's the thing. I don't drink really expensive wine. I drank a $60 bottle of wine one time in my life. So that's what I'm gauge- gauging the expensive bottle on. Number four tastes very different, but I don't know if it's bad different or good different. All right. So which one do you think is the cheapest and the worst? What did I say? Number two? I don't know. That's the one you really hated. Number two, get that out of here. So you think that's the cheapest one? Trash. Number two is trash. Trash. Last place. I mean, that's just bad. Okay. So that's a cheap one in your mind. Okay. Rate them. And then two is the worst. What's next worst? (laughs) Did I like one? Can I taste it again? Yeah, have it. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk tasting all these wines. <laughs> Gosh, one's a different taste, too. But 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 watery. I'm going to say one's trash because it's too watery. Yes. But, but, but is that Is it good? the water you just drank? <laughs> okay, so, okay. And which one is the best, then? Which one did I like? Three. I like three, right? Yeah, that was a smile. Ooh, three's delicious. Okay. So your ranking is three, four, one, two. Two being the worst, three being the best. Yeah. Are you locked in at number three? Taking one more drink of four. Are you locked in at number three being the expensive one? Four tastes so different than all the other ones. I'm so confused right now. All right. I think I got it. So you're you're locked in at what number? Ah! What are you looking at? 
Eddie's basically had a whole bottle of wine up here. I know. Pass me a glass. Four. Watery. Right. Three watery. <laughs> Folks, I don't even know what I taste I think anymore. it's because you cleared your palate with water. So Why you so? were three, four, one, two. I think one is so different. You're changing your answer. It, it, it tastes like trash to me. But that's why I feel like this is the most expensive one. So one is number one. Okay, I'll tell you this right now. Oh, gosh. But what? You're telling him what? <laughs> Let me but that's his final? Yeah, your final is oh. one. Right? Yeah, I'm picking one. Okay, well, number one is I'm your... Take another taste real quick. Okay, one is your final answer. <laughs> He keeps drinking because this might be his last chance to drink. <laughs> Good one, Amy. He's drunk. Now Eddie's drunk. Yeah, now Eddie's is, drunk. We, we, we saw it happen. Okay. <laughs> Look how much he's smiling. Eddie's had a little too much on, to drink. Man. Come on, man. Come on. We got it. Eddie, I will tell you right now that number four, one of the ones that you were really struggling with. Yeah. Number four is an Akanga red blend from 2020 from Argentina. Bottle price of $4.99. <laughs> That was your original. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I, I, I want to get these names down. So. So you need to have them on a piece of paper when it's okay. over. <laughs> you pick number one, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, crap. Let me go to number three. Number three is Bay Bridge Vineyards Merlot 2020 from San Francisco. Nice. Cheap. $2.99. So wow! The, the two that you were torn on being so good are extremely cheap. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That's so funny. That's so funny. You like it, Lunch? Do you want to hear the one that you picked, or would you like to hear the one that you called trash? No, the one I called, wait, didn't I call one trash at the beginning? You did though? at the beginning. <laughs> two was the one you never liked and you thought was complete garbage. Okay. You. you want to hear about that one or I the do. one you picked? I want to hear about number two. Number two. A bunch of garbage. It is called Krupp Brothers Veracion. Oh, crap. That's Carbonate 2015 one. from Napa Valley. Total price of the trash, $119. Oh! Yeah! He's going to drink more now. Mr. Wino, he knows everything about the Eddie, you actually picked the cheapest one. You actually picked the most expensive one to be the cheapest. Interesting. We'll have him do do the juice later. We'll pour into its own cup and let him do that. Can I finish this one at least? Go ahead, buddy. Wait, is that the good one or the... That's the good good one. one. Now, does it taste better since you know? This is actually delicious. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Producer Eddie does not know what he's talking about. Time for Eddie to pay the piper, as they say. This is stupid. It's not stupid. Yes, it is. <laughs> Earlier in the show, Eddie had four bottles of wine. Three of them were really cheap. They were either $2.99 or $4.99. There was one bottle of wine. It was over 100 bucks. And he swore to us he had such a refined palate that he could nail the expensive one. And they weren't even close, by the way. We didn't get like a $25 bottle of no, wine. No, they were pretty different. And the one that you said was the absolute worst? <laughs> I called it trash. You said it was trash. That was <laughs> that was the most expensive one. So, Eddie has chosen his punishment, which is no drinking for a week now, mm, no wine. You guys all, chose the punishment. No, we had a lot of options. Ugh. And then also he has a full wine glass of, now, olive juice. Oh, okay, man. so Bones, stinks. this is a lot more than I even drank from the wine. Like, What's this, your history with olives, Eddie? I just don't like them. I don't know if it comes from my childhood or they made me. What, do you smell I'm, it? I'm Look, gagging you're ga- too. All you guys are gagging and you're terrible, so far man. away from it. Well, I I'm hate not. olives. So. so that's your glass. God. Oh. And, and here's the irony, Bones. <laughs> so it's an olive brine. And I'm looking at the ingredients. And it's uh, water, salt, red wine, vinegar, and some grape juice. 
So the irony is that I drank wine and now this thing has red wine in it. Let's clap our hands. No. It, well, hold on, hold on. Before you clap your hands. Do I have to drink all this? Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. He's going to vomit. Bones, I will throw up. Just chug. Chug. No, chug. No, chug, no. chug. 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 Hit it, Raymond. Chug. 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 I need the trash can. It's right there beside Morgan. Not Morgan. Bring it close. Camera on you right now? It's on me. Oh, Bones, I can't. I can smell it. I can't do it. Eddie, chug. 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 Guys, I can't do this. You're refined palate. You want us to catch it now? No, Bones, come on. Half of it. Drink. You lost. Then if I you want me oh I can't even I can't even promise I'm gonna I'm, drink the whole thing. I, I, I can't yeah. even cheer you on because I feel so bad yeah. for you right now. Bones, if I drink the whole thing, at least let me drink for the week. No, back out. You Eddie. lost a bet. Yeah. No, Eddie, if I, I let you, you out of this, the listeners will never let me hear the end of it. Also, the I listeners think you have need a heart. To see if you can go. I tell you what. Without drinking. I'll tell you what. You can have the expensive bottle that's up here if you just drink that. Really? You can't drink it for a week, but you can have the expensive bottle. hundred dollar bottle one. Yeah. Can I drink all this? Well, you have to drink all that anyway. I'm just throwing the other in as a bonus. I can't do this. This is terrible. Not with that attitude. Yeah, it's a bad attitude. Stop. Yeah. You stop. Quit saying I can't and say I can't. Uh-huh. What you, is this music? This is the final countdown. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Eddie lost the bed. He I can't it. do this. There you go. With that. Right. Three. You have to, Eddie, you have to chug. Remember when you ate that wasabi, wasabi ball? Like you just did it. You just knocked thing? it down. Three. <sighs> I can't do it, Bones. Well, that's because you up. keep smelling it. If you were sticking up. your nose in it. I'm going to throw up. Like, Three, <laughs> two, one, go. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, oh, he spit it out. Eddie, you can't. Oh, I can't do it. You didn't have one drink. I you didn't even swallow it. it. It's all salt. You didn't even swallow one drink. Guys, <laughs> it's all salt. You didn't even swallow one drink. Like, will, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'll dry out like a fish. I'm about to go get another bottle. <laughs> but that's the only mess up you can have. Uh. You spit it out. Bones, it's so bad. Uh, you lost the bet. This was your idea. It's so bad. The whole wine thing. This is whole... You were like, I have a sophisticated palate. Okay, fine, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too late now. <laughs> that's but one free spit. I, I don't... I, I, that's it. Eddie, this is impossible. Good luck. Amy, Take a you. big drink and swallow it and, be, and have just one down. Ready? Mm. And then we'll take a break if you want a break. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm going to throw up. Ready? Can't throw up. Don't spit it out, Eddie. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. There he goes. Uh, Don't spit it out. He's, oh, he's swallowing uh, it. He's swallowing uh, it. He's chugging it. He did it! He did it! He did the whole thing. Go to break. What? Go to break. <laughs> this is terrible, though. Why do we have to go to break? Yeah, we're 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 feeling fine. We're killing it right now. This yeah. is terrible, dude. How do you feel? I'm terrible. It was disgusting. It took one second. You didn't even it, throw it, up. Yeah, it really I looks like you enjoyed don't it. Have to throw. It. No, I. What? How? How? Well, uh, 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 you guys, guys, wow. there's a little bit of juice here. Do you guys want to try it? No. We didn't lose the bet. You want to try a little bit of it? No. We didn't lose the bet. Oh, wait, did you say there's more juice? There you that go. means you didn't oh, drink no. it all. Yeah, that true. means you didn't drink the whole jar. Here, somebody take a drink. Eddie, no way. You did a great job. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. I hope if this was your first time listening that you give us a chance more often because I'm telling you, stories happen all the time here. Sometimes stories that we never even get to on the big show. You just never know what's going to happen on the best bits. So I hope you enjoyed it. Also, don't forget, International Women's Day is on Monday. So make sure you are empowering women all weekend long. 
and Monday and your entire life, okay? This is a big deal. It's a big day for women. The whole month is a big day for women. We have a lot of awesome ladies that work on this show. Amy, Hillary, Abby, and I can't shout them out enough. It's so fun to work with them and be inspired by them every day. So make sure you're lifting up those women in your life. It's important now and always. Also, before I go, make sure you follow the show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all the things at Bobby Bones Show. And you can relive these moments, plus more that I didn't even get to at bobbybones.com. We've got all the kind of videos up there for you. And you can also follow me at webgirlmorgan on all the things. I post random TikTok videos. I even share some great female empowerment playlists. So go follow me on there. Have a great weekend, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us. Come on. Bobby Bones, yeah.